I was working a case involving an individual that was trading child pornography. I was able to identify who the suspect was, but couldn't find him. And one day out of the blue, sitting in my office, and I get a call from the suspect. And at first I'm thinking, okay, well, he must have found found out that you know we, we were on to him. But he actually called me because he wanted to file a uh, criminal complaint against his video company that he had ordered these uh, girls on wild video and uh, he hadn't received them yet. And uh, he wanted, he felt like he was a victim of, of a crime that he didn't, you know, he paid for something he didn't receive yet. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. Go law enforcement. The podcast that makes your law enforcement dreams happen. Welcome to the Go Law Enforcement Podcast, brought to you by GoLawEnforcement.com. I'm your host, Joe Lebowski. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, GoLawEnforcement.com has the largest listing of law enforcement job openings. To help you get that law enforcement job you want and deserve, we put together a special guide for you. Seven inside tips to get a law enforcement job fast. You can get the guide for free just by going to jobtipsnow.com. That's jobtipsnow.com. Glenn Peitzmeyer is a lieutenant with the sheriff's office and deputy director of a federal task force, Computer Forensics Lab. In this episode, Glenn talks about the work of the Computer Forensics Lab and highlights some of his cases. Glenn, it's great to have you on the Go Law Enforcement podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. What is your current position? Currently, I'm a lieutenant for a sheriff's office, but I am assigned to a federal task force as a deputy director of a computer forensic lab. What does the Rocky Mountain Computer Forensics Lab do? We are a task force of local, state, and federal agencies. We do basically digital forensics, so meaning it's a, it's a crime lab to where some labs do DNA processing or blood evidence processing or drug processing. We process digital evidence. Digital evidence is uh, computers, cell phones, any type of items that are that that contain data. And what we do is we go in and um, we extract that data from the devices in a forensic environment. Give you an example: say uh, someone brings in a, a laptop and uh, it's a child pornography case. You know, they may ask us to go in and uh, look for evidence that. Uh, Whoever was using that computer was out downloading uh, child pornography or or sharing those images with others on on the internet. So we would go in and take that data off the hard drive, preserve it, and then go in and do an exam on the data that we extracted and looking for that evidence. What types of cases do you do the digital forensics work on? Majority of our cases involve I would say uh, exploitation of children, the child pornography cases. That's roughly about 60% of the cases that uh, we, we do. 
We'll also do the, the drug white-collar cases, such as uh, embezzlement or identity theft cases, some terrorism cases, homicides. So basically, anything that you can use a cell phone or a computer to help perpetrate the, the crime, that's the agencies will submit those devices to our lab for us to do an exam on to uh, you know determine or, or help prove their case. You're RCFL. You're part of a network of RCFLs around the country. Is that correct? Correct. There's approximately 15 RCFLs throughout the country. My specific lab or handles the Rocky Mountain region, which is considered to be Wyoming, state of Wyoming and Colorado. Some states have more than one RCFL. California has three RCFLs. Texas has two RCFLs, but you know they're they're spread throughout the the whole United States. And typically, there are anywhere from twelve to over twenty examiners in each lab. Does the function of each RCFL vary, or is it pretty similar? It's just to serve a specific geographic area. We all perform the, the same tasks and the same functions. Some labs may have uh, audiovisual forensics, uh, which my lab is in the process of getting examiners training to do. But um, for the most part, all of the labs do the same function, just for a specific geographical area. Do the RCFLs have their own staff, or are the staff comprised of individuals from various agencies? Being a task force, it would be uh, ind- individuals from state agencies, like state police, or uh, in Colorado, we have Colorado Bureau of Investigations. We have federal agencies, you know, the FBI, is uh, part of the task force. In fact, uh, they they run the task force. And then local agencies, uh, police departments, district attorney's offices, uh, and sheriff's offices. So if you're a participating agency, basically you give the lab, uh, the personnel, generally one or two uh, bodies to help fill, fill the lab with the examiners. And then the FBI will pay for their training to to be certified. The forensics work that you do for other agencies, what types of agencies are these? So they're all local agencies or federal agencies. It, it just depends. But if, if you're within the, um, the state or states that the RCFL covers, you know, you can submit the request to have your digital evidence analyzed and examined. So anything from we've had very small two, three person police departments to uh, large metropolitan agencies to uh, even federal agencies. What is the typical background of the staff at your RCFL? Well, a lot of us come from an investigative background, so they don't necessarily may have a, a background in computers, but it does help. I know, I think the majority of, uh, of the examiners I work with do have a good, solid working knowledge of computers and digital evidence, but that's not a, a requirement per se. Um, I know that uh, the training that uh, we have to go through 
uh, it's pretty intensive and it takes about uh, two years for us to go through and, and get our certifications. But uh, at least in my lab, you know, most, most of the people have had an interest in doing uh, digital evidence and may have taken a, a couple of uh, classes through uh, NW3C or, or uh, maybe some vendor training on uh, uh, digital evidence and that may have piqued their interest. But, um, you know, we don't really have computer scientists or, or people with that level of uh, uh, knowledge per se, um, not not in my lab, but that's that's definitely not something that is required. But uh, like I said, having a, a basic knowledge of computers certainly does help. For somebody who would like to get into computer forensics work, especially for a law enforcement agency, what career advice would you have for them? Uh, what I would suggest to people is to look at taking some classes, uh, maybe enhance their knowledge of, of computers and of uh, cellular devices. Technology is always you know, one or two steps ahead of, especially uh, of law enforcement. Seems like we're always trying to catch up with, with technology. But if, if someone is very interested, you know, just learn the basics of, of how a computer works and kind of read up on some of the technologically or technological advances that are, that are going on. That certainly helps. Uh, I don't have that back. I didn't have that background prior to coming on part of my career path in law enforcement. Uh, when I was an investigator or a detective, um, I was working financial crimes and started uh, also working internet crimes against children. So, you know, which a lot of it involves a computer, but I wasn't doing any type of uh, forensic exam on the on the computers. But I was always interested in doing that. So, um, I would just tell people kind of keep up on the on the technology and however they they may want to do that. You know, take a couple of classes or seek out uh, some training through NW3C, you know, just in uh, some uh, of the computer basics. Can you talk about a case that highlights your work in this area? You know, I could highlight some cases. Uh, when I was sergeant over a high-tech crime unit, part of our duties also is uh, we were part of a ICAC task force, and ICAC stands for Internet Crimes Against Children. And uh, basically what this task force was involved with doing is doing investigations of child exploitation and uh, online enticement of children. So being part of this task force, what uh, the investigators would do is develop or create an online persona in generally uh, of a 12, 13, or 14-year-old boy or girl, and go online and just go into chat rooms and generally uh, wait to be contacted by individuals that uh, their purpose was to go out and start grooming children and in the hopes of uh, being able to meet up with them for the purpose of having uh, sexual relations. So... Um, Doing these type of crimes, you know, you would think that uh, type of individual that would be doing this would be the type that used to drive around in a white van wearing the trench coats, offering kids candy, you know, kind of the, the, the creepy guy. But, you know, what we found, we were, while we would arrest these individuals, um, we were also arresting uh, professionals like 
rocket scientists, uh, guys that were uh, aeronautical engineers, um, you know, military officers, school teachers. So, which you know was quite uh, somewhat alarming too. That with with the internet, that uh, it kind of cre- uh, created a dark side of the web where where individuals can go out and feel that uh, they can go out and seek out their targets and their victims without uh, being being seen or being caught. But I was working a case and it was a uh, involving an individual that was trading child pornography and also uh, going out and asking for a young girl to send sent him soiled underwear. And um, I was able to identify who the suspect was, but couldn't find him. He was type of individual that uh, was always moving. So I I did not have a a current uh, location for him. And one day out of the blue, sitting in my office, and I get a call from the suspect. And at first, I'm thinking, okay, well, he must have found, found out that you know, we, we were on to him, but he actually called me because he wanted to file a uh, criminal complaint against this video company that he had ordered these uh, girls on wild video and uh, he hadn't received them yet. And uh, he wanted, he felt like he was a victim of, of a crime that he didn't, you know, he paid for something he didn't receive yet. So, you know, he, he gave me his name, uh, gave me his address. I asked for his uh, IP address. He gave me that. And so I told him I would look into it. And uh, I was able to verify, you know, his IP address was one of the addresses that was uh, being used to uh, upload or download uh, child porn. And I was able to come up with a search warrant and uh, was able to go to his house and knock on his door. And when he answered, it was the same day that he received his girl a girl's gone wild video. So, uh, you know, he thought I was there to talk to him. And, you know, at first he was quite happy that because he thought that uh, my investigation on the uh, video company helped uh, helped him resolve his issue with them and, and he got his videos. But then come find out the real reason why we were there. And, uh, you know, we recovered enough evidence that uh, he ended up pleading guilty to uh, possession of child porn. And, um, you know, got to uh, see some time behind the, the jail bars and also had to uh, register as a sex offender. So that's one of those things where you were working on trying to find the uh, evidence to identify this guy. And, you know, he made it very easy for me by, by calling me up and giving me the information I was looking for. So, Glenn, thanks for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. If you're looking for a job in law enforcement, check out the largest listing of law enforcement jobs on golawenforcement.com. To help you get that law enforcement job you want and deserve, we've put together a special guide for you. Seven inside tips to get a law enforcement job fast. You can get the guide for free just by going to jobtipsnow.com. That's jobtipsnow.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening.